Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. This is Super South with Joey Wheeler and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. No, in fact, it's not. It's two far better looking gentlemen. Two gentlemen who probably intellectually at the highest level, Mark Watson, and making his debut certainly with me, one of the greats of All Black Rugby, Josh Cronfield. Evening to you, Josh. Welcome. Welcome, yeah, that's, it's nice to be in, on board. It is lovely to have you on board. Are you still surfing, big guy? Still got a place at Raglan? Uh, yeah, um, yes to both of those. Um, try to get out in the water as much as I can. In fact, try to, that's that's my itinerary for most days, is to try and see if I can get a free uh, moment to go surfing. You must be fairly good now. <laughs> some would say yes and some would say no. Can you ever, I mean, you can never really master surfing, can you? It's, it's a little bit like golf. Oh, it's a constant look, work in progress, isn't it? Yeah, it, I mean, you're out there with ocean, with the ocean, just trying to uh, compete with what it's offering, and then, and then doing your thing, and um, you never know. You think you're on a perfect wave, and you're doing the perfect thing, and it just ends up being the wrong thing, and you get smashed. I think it's the closest thing to rugby that I've uh, got since uh, leaving. You know, it's, mm. uh, it's got some flow aspects, it's got some physicality. You know, where you get beaten up. Surprising, you sort of miss that once once you stop playing, and then um, then on the on the flip side, you got your fitness and uh, and your enjoyment, and it's just uh, it kind of fills all those roles that I I, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have surfing. Yeah, I, I live out at Mudiwai, north of Auckland, and we've got little Mouldy Bay as well. And um, I just had a photo sent to me actually of some local surfing, and right there in the middle of the wave, you can see a bloody big great white. It hasn't been doctored either, and I'm just sitting there going. Why hasn't anyone else seen that? And they said, we just don't want it to get out, Mark. Uh, have you seen any sea life yeah. when you've been surfing? Nah, look, I, I have when I've been down south, to be honest, um, but n- nothing up north. And, and to be honest, I'd, I'd prefer not to see it. <laughs> um, you know, you don't, that's the last thing you need to be thinking about when you're surfing. Yeah. And, and, and I know when I was in Dunno's, there's definitely a, a few places that you go surfing and, and uh, in the back of your mind you're going um, – I think I just saw a fin and, you know, nine times out of ten it is a shark. So um, whereas up here it might be the little Māori, um, uh, the, the wee dolphins. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it's just part of the game. And have you been for a surf with Billy Stearman? I haven't uh, been recently. I got one, a little surf with him just before he left um, to, to go overseas and, and chase the – the uh, champions, uh, the Challenger Series, sorry. And, uh, yeah, not a, not a great start for him, but um, I'm sure he'll find his, his mojo. Yeah, quality human being. I was lucky enough to fly up to the Olympic Games with him on the same plane and spend a bit of time. Oh, and yeah. Got to say, just what a quality, quality young man he is. And, um, yeah, good luck to him. All right, let's talk all things rugby. Let's talk all things Highlanders. Now, you played Super Rugby back there in 1996, I think, right through to 2000. What are your sort of memories of Super Rugby back then? And I guess this move from the MPC to suddenly this new professional format and the emergence and the establishment of the Highlanders. 
Yeah, look, uh, I guess my memory was like, you know, like we had the amateur side of things and, and it turned professionalism so quickly, you know, um, and none of us really knew what we were doing in terms of how you applied yourself, uh, you know, as a, as a job, you know, you wake up in the morning and uh, nine o'clock training and, and so nothing was super regimented and uh from week to week and i think as you know i went through my tenure of it that slowly became more part of the you knew what was going to happen on a tuesday and a wednesday and then and then the, the build up on the friday and then and then the game on on, on the weekend um and then and the other thing that people probably wouldn't even think about was the move from the afternoon rugby into that five mm. and that seven o'clock uh timing you know and so that that they were a change up just mentally just to, to deal with it. You know, how do you organize your day? You know, like it, it's fantastic having a sort of a, that, that three o'clock game, you know, you wake up, it's a primo day, you know, you, you, you have your breakfast with, and then a little uh, lunch uh, and then you, and, and you turn up for the game, you play your game and you, you're done and dusted and, you know, and it's, uh, Whereas now, you know, by the time you're finished, it's, it's well after nine o'clock. Mm. It's such, such a different mindset. And, and of course, too, you had the travel to South Africa and back, which I'd imagine initially would have been quite a romantic notion. And then after a while, the thought of having to jump on a plane and go to Perth and then head into South Africa probably would have uh, been like... And coach in those days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? Was it? Not even the locks got to travel first class. No, no. Oh, about halfway through. But I remember when we first started. Nah, it was it was all um, yeah. It was, it was all the little seats in the back, and there was arguments about who was sitting where, and yeah. But the, I mean, that was all half the fun, you know. Um, you know, we we played hard, we partied hard, um, trained hard, and it was and and whatever happened on the weekend was was what happened. Whereas now. You've got people checking up, and you know, uh, and 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 doing the the stats, and you've got a little backpack, you know, um, that that monitors you when you're training and when you're playing, and um, tells the the bosses how hard you're working. To be honest, and I wish we'd had it in my day because it would have uh, raised the uh, question mark with a few of our, our players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh, though, it's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the big issues that's been currently facing this Highlanders side is just depth um, and the size of their squad. You know, individuals will win you game, but a squad will win you sort of a championship. And I think also yeah. with Moana Pacifica has taken a lot of maybe some of those fringe-type players and perhaps we don't quite have the depth here, but when you came through, I mean, the Otago University was just such a big um, talent pool. You were such a connection with the university. That appears not to be quite the case now. Um, what, what are your sort of observations and what are maybe some of the challenges that are perhaps facing this current Highlanders organisation, say, compared to when you were playing? Yeah, look, I mean, the university was an incredible attraction uh, for getting players down and, you know, and probably was the breeding ground of the players that kicked on from there going into Otago and then obviously when Super became a really big thing that was that was kind of the next sort of stepping stone and um, you know, I mean the only reason I went to Otago and I wasn't even thinking of rugby in those days was um, to go to university, I went to the PE school and the PE school doesn't exist anymore either so um, you know and Oh, Rex Thompson in our day, he was the guy that was dragging 
you know, lots of, you know, players like John Tamu and uh, down into the the bowels of, of the South and, and, and getting involved, you know. And, um, you know, when I played for the university um, club, I think we, we had three wins in a row uh, in the premiership, you know. Um, played for the, the Blues um, and we destroyed that. You know, they was just... And, I mean, in those days, too, there was, like, I think three to four teams that mm. uh, at Colts level. Such a different dynamic, you know. I think it's – and it's not it's not just the university that's changed, too. You know, like, the, the younger younger um, players that were playing at that Colts level and just stepping up into prems and then, obviously, representative, the numbers aren't there anymore, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and Justin – yeah, and Justin, oh, oh, sorry, um, not Justin, Josh, I was going to say, um, it's part of that because now there are just so many more sports to choose from. I mean, for so long, rugby and, or sport in this country is defined by about three or four sports. Then we had the advent of Sky Television. Like you say, surfing's now in everybody's living room. You've got mountain biking, you name it, you can watch it. But also, how big an issue maybe is the concussion issue? Oh, look, I think people are uh, thinking of that more often now um it's you know i notice it um just at, at my my son's age at, at, you know and he's 10 and you know parents think differently you know you get a kid that comes in and uh he'll he'll play one year of rugby and then you hear that he's playing soccer the next year you know and it's um and it's all around that whole contact area yeah and i and look i, I get it i think um I think it's good that we're we're thinking this way and we're we're uh, trying to protect our our our, um, our sports people um, because I mean who wants to go down that track that uh, mm. some of our, our our super athletes will end up going through in the next sort of five to ten years um, you know with you know I guess. Uh, brain diseases because they're being brought on by, by concussion. Yeah, uh, I guess the good thing is we're having the discussion now, aren't we? And I, I watched the yeah. first 15 game the other day and two blue cards came out for two players, which meant that, yeah, they had to leave the field for concussion checks, which was great. Never seen a blue card before, but they didn't muck around in terms of issuing them. Even if there was a slight concern, players had to leave the field. Uh, Josh, one other big issue that we've been sort of talking about here, and it's frustrating a lot of fans, is this constant rest and rotation. Can you confirm for me that you actually played more than five games in a row back in your era? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can remember coming back at one time and saying to... Um, the the NPC this is NPC yeah. this isn't this isn't um, super level uh, saying I'm really tired um, from you know like I, I just feel like I need a, a weekend off and then and them saying no we need you this week you know? <laughs> so <laughs> just the blatant no and how did you play uh, how did you play that week oh I can't remember I think I played all right like I, I you know I. I had a sort of a, I guess, you know, like it didn't matter the situation, you know, I was, you know, I didn't want to go out there and mm. um, not perform, you know, that, that's, I, I had sort of standards that I was very, you know, like I'd be so frustrated if I played poorly, you know, mm. and, um, and, and not that I get down on myself, but I definitely beat myself up a little bit, um, you know, like we, we could play well as a team. And if I didn't think I'd played to the level that I should have in that game, I'd be spewing afterwards. Mm. So it's, it's, uh, look, I, at the end of the day, 
you know, if, even if you if, if you want to say, no, nah, you're playing, when you put those boots on, all of the, the tiredness and everything, that's out the door. Mm. You know, you, you just, you know, you, you're in, in the moment and, and, and adrenaline will get you through and the, the hype of the game and the crowd, you know. Carisbrook back in the day was a sensational place to play at. Um, not unlike Fourth Flight Bar now. Um but a totally different dynamic at the same time, you know? Yeah, and that's the next point I do want to bring up, and this is one thing I've been noticing down there in Otago, and look, grounds right around the country is fewer and fewer people appear to be turning up to watch live rugby, but you back then seemed to have a really good connection with the Scarfies. I mean, when you thought of the Highlanders, you thought of yourself, you thought of the Mark Ellises and Stewie Forsters and some of the characters, but you thought about the Scarfies, you thought about Otago University, and there seemed to be a real connection between the two and that, you, you know, you understood the importance of that fan engagement. Yeah, look, that's that's a hard one too, you know, like... Um the dynamics of university uh, and sport and and and, I, and people will be annoyed that I'll say this, but drink um, has has changed so considerably, and yep. you know, and and the views are looked differently, and so consequently, um, you know, it's it's lost its satire and 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 the fun that possibly used to happen on the terraces isn't quite uh, condoned like it used to be, you know, where you'd have the security turning a blind eye to some things that were going on, you know, and it, it's so, everything's a little bit more serious. And uh, so it, it will influence how people, um, you know, like wanting to go down and, and, and check out the game and stuff like that. But, Teams that are doing well, I mean, you look at the Chiefs at the moment, their crowds are great, you know, like because they're seeing a team that's just in the prime of their, you know, of, of how to play rugby at the moment. Mm. They, they've really got a handle on what they want to do, how they want to play. The culture seems good. They're smiling. They laugh. You know, they don't mind taking the piss out of themselves when they do media. You know, it's, it's you know, it's there's just a nice relaxedness about them and and that breeds and everybody gets on board you know um and so some of the characters that are in that team um become a little bit cultish you know they get a little bit of a following mm. and 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 dare i say it you know and it's not the same as the old school fan clubs but you know that that sort of stuff starts to creep in you know no, i've and, still i've still um, got i've still got my josh cronfeld bobblehead <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was great, you know, like, you know, characters like David Ladder were just yeah. massive, you know, but locally, you know, hey. you know, I would have said, you know, he, he could have easily played for the All Blacks and then, and, and lots of people will probably poo-poo that, but having played with him, he was just next level. Um, and but he wasn't the size of Fitzpatrick or, yeah. or, or Norm Hewitt or any of the other players of that day, but he just had a presence on the game that was just totally different. And, um, you know, and so he, you know, people recognised that locally. Mm. And so the, they they followed that and they they kind of invested in that. And it was, and it was kind of, and it made it really special. And I think 
that's kind of gone a little bit, you know, where... Um, yeah, we've, 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 taken, the, we've taken the personality out of the game a bit, haven't we? And everybody's... A little bit. Yeah, everybody's a little bit, a little bit more controlled and measured in what they can say and what they can't say. Yeah. Hey, look, we've just uh, just had a text come in. I'd like you to answer this one. What's the funniest thing you saw in the crowd at the Carisbrook as a player or around the world? What was the funniest thing? I mean, I know you guys are probably not looking around too much and it's a bit of a blur, but there must have been something over the years that stood out and thought, that's pretty funny. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always, uh, I mean, I always liked a good streaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, Male or female or some, there, uh, big guy? Oh, it didn't worry <laughs> me. Like, um, you know, it breaks up. It's kind of funny, you know, like as long as no one's getting hurt, yeah. it's not a big yeah. deal. And, and, and I always like the, um, and, and it's probably going to annoy the New Zealand Rugby Union and all the, all the sporting people, but I always loved the drunken guy scoring a try in the corner. It was always funny to watch. Um, but, like, I think the funniest moment for me was I remember we uh, we, we went up to do a Ranfilly Shield Challenge um, against Waikato, and uh, and we locked, and we, we, we dipped out um, and just came short. And then we came back and we played uh, the semifinal, and we absolutely destroyed them in the in the semi-final and i think it would have been 93 94 it was early early days in, in my rugby career and um and we get like with about uh i don't know 15 minutes to go and um richard lowe comes on uh for an injury and they started ch- chanting lowey's a wanker <laughs> <laughs> And I found it really humorous. And then they didn't stop. They they moved on to uh, from Lowe's Wanker into uh, we're in the finals. And it, for 15 minutes, it just solid. It was it was it was amazing. It was like you know. But there's always color and craziness going on. I love love the how people dress up and um, you know take the time to 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 make banners and it's. And that that's the beauty of rugby, you know. It's yeah. it's it's special, yeah. especially the terrorists. The terrorists, you, you can't emulate the terrorists. And I know that they try to do it with the uh, the zoo down down south, but the the terrorists was um, a, a different aspect because it wasn't just students and the terrorists. You know, there was just your diehard rugby player, uh, rugby enthusiasts. Yes, there was surfers that were all, they'd all sit near this their little part of the terrace everybody had their own little zone and knew that they shouldn't really go into other zones when they were first forming the terrace you know it was it was, it was pretty cool oh no look it's brilliant to have you on josh because i just love that nostalgia and it's just a reminder of uh you know where rugby well, i think where rugby was i'm not sure it's still there now but i'd love to, to get us back there and it's just a really nice reminder of a really really cool time a really special time in super rugby uh, this is super south mark watson alongside of me all black great josh cromfield we'll take a break we'll come back with more you're listening to senz no, too far better looking, more intellectual than the two mentioned. It's Mark Watson and it's all black great Josh Cromfeld. Uh, Josh, before we get to our DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of the round and your Highlander of the round, um, it's been a disappointing season by Highlanders standards. But one player who has stepped up every week has been Billy Harmon in the loose. Do you see this guy as a potential all black and what do you make of Billy Harmon? I just like his work ethic, you know. Um, I mean, he he he's my Islanders pick of the week anyway. Um, he, he's just week in week out. He, he stands up. Sometimes I think he gets himself in trouble because he's just trying so hard. 
to be the difference for that team, you know. And and that's the hard thing when you when you're uh, doing the captaincy, your leadership role. Uh, you're, you're trying to lead by example. You're trying to be the extra difference at the breakdown. It, it's just too much to take on board, you know, and, and, you, and you need to share that that across um, your leadership group. Um, but he, he's just week in, week out, just just doing the mahi, you know. Um, I was, it's just I, fantastic to watch. We talked about maybe the lack of depth has probably cost the Highlanders maybe compared to some of the other New Zealand franchises, and I think highlighted, uh, by, highlighted by the fact that Shannon Rizal uh, had to play at lock. How difficult is it going from loose to suddenly having to play at lock? Did you ever have to do it? No, I never had to do it, mate. I was too small for that sort of carry-on. Yeah. Imagine Billy trying to slot into that spot. Um, no, look, do you know what, though? I, I actually like it. I, I, I've liked him playing it for. I think it's um, – I don't know whether the game has just shifted a little bit from uh, Sh- Shannon's style of play or – or, but since he's coming to lock, I've – been reinvigorated with wanting to watch him you know like he I, I i like him there you know and it does uh raise the question you know like for the world cup you know is he a consideration that he covers through those two positions you know like in six and, and, and four or five you know it's it, it, i think it suits him man. and uh, he probably hates me saying it um and he's been fitting a a, a positional role because of injury and sickness and whatnot um, but crikey, it quite suits him, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, I mean, if, he, it, if anything, it, ha- it means that he has to be forced into being that tight, kind of loose. So when he's he's always close to the ball, it means he can pick it up. Um, he can he can use his, his his massive strength to and 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 speed and um, and still get over the ball. He's getting seems to be getting more opportunities to to be a pain in the butt to the opposition. You know, it's I, I don't know. Like if you've got look good loose forwards that can fill uh, the role that is slightly different to maybe what mm. he does on the, on on the field, but you still get him on the field at at that mm. at lock. So be it. And it seems like he's he's the scrum doesn't seem depowered uh, with him being in that position. So, crikey, if it works, just use it. Okay. Well, another, no, lovely, lovely perspective on it, Josh. Now, look, we've got to wrap things up, and I need to do this formally now. I just firstly want to mention the Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances. Now, DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. I just need you to tell me again, who is your DHL Highlander of the Week? Oh, it's Billy Harmon. Okay. Sure. And who is yep. your DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of the round? Oh, look, I've been trying to get his name. The number six for the Blues at the moment. Um, oh, uh, uh, Adrian, the Adrian, Adrian Choate. Oh, yeah. Look. Um, A tackling you know, machine. Yeah, I just like his busyness. And, 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 it's, and it's a twist on um, what we've seen in sixes uh, for last couple of years you know he, he just does it slightly different he's not a super huge man he's busy he's just putting himself in lots of positions um to do the mahi at the right time and um i don't know whether that's uh structurally part of the game plan or but it seems that he seems to crop up at the right time for that blue side and i don't think they would be uh keeping their place in 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 
the leaderboard at the moment if it wasn't for him in some ways. Josh Cranfield, a wonderful debut here on this show. Thank you. Greatly appreciated. Some wonderful insight and a wonderful opportunity just for a little bit of nostalgia. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Josh. Brilliant. <laughs> Anytime. No Enjoy your surfing all. tomorrow. It's been a lot of Easterlies. Enjoy your surfing. Oh, look, it won't be. Yes, there has been, but I, it won't be tomorrow. I've got, got, uh, got jobs to do for the family. Oh, you're a beautiful man. 28 minutes after seven. That is another edition of Super South. You're listening to SENZ. Mark Watson with you. Coming up next, we talk all things Chiefs. It is Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones.